Welcome to the Fiercely Unstoppable Podcast. I'm your host, Brooke Allison, Mind Shift Coach and Achievement Strategist. I am here to help you completely up-level your confidence, find massive clarity, and dive deep into your purpose so that you can create a business and a mindset that is fiercely unstoppable. Each week, I will bring you a guest or a thought that will help you up-level your energy, bust through those fears, find clarity, and overcome all of the obstacles so that you can step into your most powerful and confident self. We do not let our circumstances hold us back. We become fiercely unstoppable in the pursuit of what sets our soul on fire. Get ready to up-level your confidence every single day and attract the life that you are absolutely obsessed with. Are you ready? Let's have some fun. Hello, my beautiful, fiercely unstoppable listeners. I'm so happy you're here. Welcome back. Wow, you are going to just love this episode today. Oh my gosh, I interviewed Charlene Linton and she is incredible. <laughs> She's based in London. Who doesn't want to go to London right now? Because I know I do. <laughs> She's a vocal therapist, a backup singer, and an entrepreneur that has worked with several celebrities from Sheryl Crow to Jennifer Hudson, um, Adele, oh my gosh, she is also certified as an EFT practitioner and has a very strong background in psychology, having studied psychology at her university. Her mission is to empower celebrity recording artists and up-and-coming artists to sing amazing and give them the techniques to help them overcome fears and blocks around performing and being on stage from stage fright and performance anxiety. She believes that she has what it takes to help celebrity singers such as Adele and Zayn, who suffer from anxiety around performance and the stage, being on stage. She believes that her techniques can bring a sense of peace, power, and confidence to all artists that perform on stage. Charlene also desires to help entrepreneurs and influential people feel as if they can do anything and be fully successful in what they do using powerful techniques that can set them free. I tell you what, you guys, you are going to feel so powerful at the end of this episode. So without further ado, let's just dive in. All right, you guys. Well, I am so excited to have Charlene Linton on today. I am just so excited to interview her. She does some really amazing work. So first of all, Charlene, can you just tell us who you are and tell us about your journey and how you got here? Sure. So I am a vocal therapy coach and I help recording artists primarily to be really psychologically empowered mm. and I help them also to be vocally amazing, make sure that they, whilst they're on the road, they don't have any vocal issues or burnout or exhaustion um, or fatigue and things like that. With technique, I help them to, to sing really well with a lot more ease. Mm. Um, so my background is I've spent past 15 years or so in the music industry as a background singer. And um, I've been on the road with people like Adele, Smokey Robinson and Jennifer Hudson. Whoa. Oh, I just saw yeah. Jennifer Hudson. I was at the Thank Tony you. Robbins event and she yes. was in Chicago. So she came and sang to us and talked to us. Oh, that's yeah, she's so amazing. fun. She's amazing. Yeah. And uh, when I was on tour with Adele in 2011, 
I, I realized how scared she was and I realized mm. how much she really suffered with stage fright and it was really new to me. I didn't really notice it until we were on the road in Utah and that's when I really noticed it. And I was saying to myself, well, if Adele can suffer with this, then anybody can. And I decided to start my company the following year. And she was really the inspiration for that. Mm. And so before I got into the, <laughs> before I got into the music industry, I did my psychology degree. I was about to do my counseling psychology master's degree. And I got into like two out of three places, university places. Mm -hmm. And I was actually a little bit bored on the interview. And I realized that this is not quite the path for me. I knew I wanted to help people. I knew I wanted to help people's emotions, but it wasn't in this context, you know? Mm -hmm. So I um, decided to go into music and now I've decided to combine everything that I've learned. <laughs> psychology the mindset work um and also looking at how the psychology actually affects vocal delivery because one thing i noticed even from my own experience is that when the voice when you as a person you are excited and you are feeling loved and you're feeling valuable you are far more likely to be able to relax and you are far more likely to sing well. There's a reason why people kill it in the shower. <laughs> and, then when on, and then when they're on stage, they might feel a little bit more tense, a little bit more shy, and the voice doesn't sing as well. It's because it's responding to the mind. It's responding to the tightness in the mind, and the voice responds with tightness. So it's my, you know, it's my, um, my goal in life to really help artists to be all of who they are. Mm -hmm. after we'd finished together she's she, her eyes got big and she said to me what did you just do you know because she she was saying I've never felt so calm 12 minutes before stage and before our session she was petrified you know and so I used this technique in my um coaching sessions with artists yeah. to help them to get rid of the mentalities which are very pervasive within the music industry to help them to really connect to who they are. And I find that when artists are connected to who they are, they make better business decisions. Mm -hmm. They are able to, um, they're able to pick their team. Well, they're able to sing better. They're able to, to take time aside for self care and they don't get involved in the, in the industry drama and the politics. Mm -hmm. So it's really important. That, in, that artists come into the music industry prepared to be full of self in a good way, centered and balanced and harmonious with yourself. Because when you are harmonious with yourself, it reflects in your career, it reflects in your love life, it reflects everywhere. Yeah. So that's a very long answer to a very short I love question. it. I love it. Oh my gosh. Okay. So I know that a lot of our listeners, um, have their own online business or want to have a business or they enjoy the arts realm. So I truly believe that having a business like this, is kind of being an artist in a sense, you know? So can you translate what tips would you have? So you kind of talked about stage fright. 
I feel like people could be almost stage fright. And I put that in air quotes because if we're online, we're kind of just on video. So what tips do you have that people can maybe release that fear and be more at peace when, when going live or when doing in public events, when talking about their business, when talking about their passions, when um, talking about what they love, what tips do you have for them, whether that's singing, business, anything? That's a really good question. And I think the first thing that I find that a lot of entrepreneurs do is they believe that it has to look a certain way. Mm, yeah. Our video has to look a certain way. They have to be a certain type of person and they compare themselves to people who are killing it in the marketplace. And mm. they say, if I'm going to do well, then I need to be like them. And I can really relate to this because when I first started, um, my online presence, I wouldn't go on video. I just was, I knew that I was a good writer and I love to write. So I would just blog all the time, but I wouldn't yeah. ever get on video until my, 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 my mentor at the time was like, Shah, seriously, you need to get on video. <laughs> but, um, you know, and I was scared of it too until I kind of yeah. just threw myself into it. But the, the most beautiful thing about video marketing is that you get to be in deep resonance with what you stand for. And that's not just about your business. It's about your personal values. Mm. So for example, I have a mentor. She runs um, a business all about being feminine as a woman and feminine yeah. transformation and how that impacts your life. And she's a very feminine woman. She embodies femininity amazingly well. So when she gets on video, she is very soft and she's very tender and she's very gentle. That's what she embodies. Mm. When I get on video, I tend to be quite energetic and witty because that's who I am. Yeah, right. What you'll find, right. What you'll find is whenever an entrepreneur embodies who they are naturally, and please hear me when I say this, because when I say embodying who you are naturally, it means that you don't have to try to be something else. Mm -hmm. it means that whoever you are is enough you don't have to change in order to be good enough absolutely so when you embody who you are naturally and you are in deep resonance with who you are naturally people want to listen to you mm. and people want to not just listen to you they want to buy from you because they want to have what it is that you have mm -hmm. and that's the beauty of being yourself and being authentic what do you think um, people can do? Like, what are actual actions that they can take to probably release the clutter, to release the tension, to release the comparison, and actually step into their full power? Do you have any suggestions or tips or tricks on that? I do, actually. And it's an EFT trick. <laughs> yes. You're feeling overwhelmed, is to take your two fingers and to tap on the veiny part of your wrist. So the part where your, where your palm is yeah. and tap on, on that. If you ever feel overwhelmed or if you ever feel nervousness, once you tap on that part, it's amazing for releasing any kind of nerves or any kind of overwhelm. And it's really, really mm. cool as well. I love that. And in terms of uh, like other practical tips, what I would say is you are worthy to be visible just mm -hmm. as you are. Yes. You don't have to change. You don't have to be somebody else. And we need you. Mm -hmm. We need you on video. We need you taking action because 
you started this business to save the world. You started this business to impact. So we need you. So you've got mm. to show up. I love it. Did you hear that, you guys? You are so freaking powerful. <laughs> I love that. So I have just like a personal question. What was it like being on tour with Adele? And I don't even know who else you mentioned, but I just kept hearing Adele and I was like, that's so cool. Like, <laughs> were you just fangirling all day or what was that experience like for you? Well, there's very few people that I fangirl out for because <laughs> part of the business is is me really right. um, working with celebrities. However, working with Adele was very easy. Yeah. Okay. And it was easy because of her personality. She's very grounded. Mm. She's very down to earth. And it was also easy because I find that whatever the the artist embodies. Yeah. The rest of the band tend to embody that too. Cool. And so everybody was down to earth and everybody was grounded. And so it was really easy to get along with everybody. And it was beautiful because we had band members from Australia, from America and from the UK. And for, yeah, from, from, so we were representing like three, three places around the world. And it was just beautiful to kind of come together. And the music was easy. Like I was able to sing in my natural range. Um, and it was just a beautiful experience. It was just smooth. It's one of the smoothest gigs that I've ever done. Yeah. That is so cool. I just am fascinated that you had that experience. Like what an <laughs> awesome thing to be able to say like, fun fact about me, I traveled and toured with this person and this person and this person. Like <laughs> that is super cool. Um, do you have anything else that maybe people don't really know about you? Uh, oh yes, I've got a, an amazing story. Tell two us. amazing stories. <laughs> have you got time for one or two? <laughs> I know. We'll, we'll just play it out. <laughs> tell us the okay. things you want to tell us. <laughs> so the first story is actually how I got started singing background, and oh. I always refer to this story for myself to just remind myself that I'm actually a badass. Yes. <laughs> you know, sometimes you're not sure if you're a badass. You're like, oh, I can remember this thing. That reminds me that I actually am. So, <laughs> There's this artist in the UK called Craig David. I'm not sure how, how big he is in other parts of the world. Yeah. But um, let me go a step back. So I was invited to a gig at a jazz club near my house in London. And I was just invited to be in the audience. But for some reason, I really felt intuitively that I was going to be asked to sing. Mm. And it was such a strong, intuitive download that I was actually warming up my voice at home I was actually doing my makeup extra carefully and getting dressed really, really well yeah because I had a feeling and then sure enough I got to the gig and you know I stood where the artist could see me and I was enjoying her music and everything and you know midway through her set she gave me the microphone in the audience and I sang for my life <laughs> when I say I sang for my life because I just oh felt like something was about to shift. Goosebumps. <laughs> yeah, like, I felt like something was about to shift. I didn't know what it was going to wow. look like, but I just felt it. And then the the uh, drummer, you know, on her gig came up to me after the gig and said, 
well, I'm the MD, the musical director for Craig David. That was your audition. Come on tour with me. And that is how it's literally got started. Oh I my goodness. I went with Craig and I went on to sing with people like Corinne Bailey Ray and Natasha Biddingfield and mm-hmm. it just snowballed and it became this amazing thing until I was singing with Smokey Robinson actually. <laughs> And Smokey Robinson and Jessie J were doing, uh, were supposed to do a duet together. She wasn't able to make the rehearsal. And the, the band leader asked me to duet with Smokey in the rehearsal. And I was like, oh my God, <laughs> amazing. Like this man, like I have never met somebody so warm who is so known in the public eye. Like when he hugs you, it's a proper hug, you know, and we got to sing together and I was just, I will never forget so that cool. moment. It took me several hours to float back to the, to the <laughs> earth <laughs> afterwards, you know, but yeah. I, I am just, when I look back at my career, I, I'm, I'm very, very um, humbled at the things that I've seen and the things that I've done. And with all of the ups, come some downs just in terms of what I've seen artists go yeah, through right of course and um I became determined to be that space for artists to be able to really heal and to be themselves mm, I love that ah what a powerful powerful story I love how you started it with this is one of the stories I remind myself to remind myself that I am a badass like that <laughs> is so funny so what where was the step? Where was like that, that link that you went from touring and singing and then realizing that you wanted to help people really step into their power and feel that peace when going on stage, et cetera. What, like, can you talk about the connection between those two things? Sure. I started to feel less and less satisfied with singing background. Okay. I started to feel like what it was requiring of me was something that I was no longer prepared to give. Mm -hmm. Being a background vocalist is a very specific skill that not many people are aware of, but I think I was growing dissatisfied with being in the background, which Mm -hmm. is, you know, exactly what it's all about. And I had enjoyed that for so many years but I really wanted to create my own brand and I wanted to be able to even create my own schedule. And, you know, at that time I was in my late thirties and I was thinking to myself, well, I'd really rather not be 40 and still. <laughs> on the road, yeah. Know? And so I just wanted to create something where I could really help and also create my own schedule for myself so that I'm not kind of being blown about with the wind because it can be kind of be like that when you're a background when you're in the band for any artist mm-hmm. you kind of go where they say you you go right. and it's a pleasure and it's a privilege but I found myself not wanting to to fly so much yeah, and not wanting to to do those things so I'm grateful to be able to create something where I can be more grounded and be mm-hmm. home more 
Mm-hmm. So what tips do you have for someone who isn't necessarily in the same place, right? I don't know a lot of people who just tour as a, you know, background singer <laughs> and bands. However, I do know a lot of people who feel like they're in the background of their life and they know mm-hmm. that they're meant for something more and they know that they're meant to step into something deeper and they want to create this freedom and create their own schedule. What tips do you have for those people who know they're meant for more but are fearful to take the step? That is a really good question. And one thing that I do is I have been reading or really studying this book called Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself by Dr. Mm. Joe Dispenza. I'm not sure if you've heard of that. And what it basically talks about is that we as human beings, our subconscious mind runs on habits. Mm-hmm. And it runs on these habits that are formed from our experiences in the past mm-hmm. that you can actually break those habits in order to create something new in your life. And so what I would say to entrepreneurs out there, that if they want to create something new, you have to rehearse it. It's the same as being a singer or a musician. What you rehearse, you get good at. And that's just for people worldwide no matter what it is that you do if you practice being miserable on a monday morning because you hate going to work then that's what you're going to get really good at right right (laughs) if you practice staying calm when there's um a calamity that occurs for example then you start to 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 form new neural pathways in your brain whereby you're now got a new habit a new response to life And I would say to anyone that you just have to do it and practice it so that it becomes normal to you. And, oh, God, you've got to be so determined. I mean, even today, you know, I haven't been feeling well. As you can see, I'm lying down in bed um, as I'm talking to you because (laughs) I haven't been feeling well. But, you know, I've been doing yoga and I say, I've literally been saying out loud, I am the greatest. I am the greatest. I'm the greatest. I'm just the greatest because I practice, <laughs> yeah. I, practice, I practice feeling great even when I'm not physically feeling well. Absolutely. And I want that to be my new habit, you know? Yes. So I just want to encourage anyone out there to just practice. Practice makes perfect. Absolutely. Well, um, this podcast is really all about stepping into your fiercely unstoppable self. So can you tell us about a time that you overcame an obstacle and when you overcame it, you felt really victorious? Ooh, yeah. Um, I'm not sure how deep you'd like me to go. (laughs) It is all up to you, whatever you want to (laughs) do. Okay. Well, I was struggling with depression for quite some time and I was struggling with suicidal thoughts for quite some time. Mm -hmm. And I had a love coach who was really helping me to get in touch with who I am. Now, what she would say to me is fight for your life fight for your life. And it was literally that book, the Joe Dispenza book, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, Mm -hmm. that I studied and I used the meditation that goes along with that book. And I would meditate sometimes twice daily to help me overcome 
these feelings and these thoughts where I felt like I was a failure. I felt like I wasn't good enough. I felt like I was incompetent. And I felt like, well, if I, if I'm not good at this stuff, then what is the point in being here? You know, and I broke the habit of forming thoughts around failure and incompetence. And I started to look at all of the things that I have accomplished in my life. And I'm so thankful to say that I no longer feel depressed. I no longer have suicidal thoughts. And I literally had to fight for my life because I went deep. You know, I, I, I had chosen how I wanted to go. I was, yeah. it was, it was deep and I had to practice something else. I was so practiced at wanting to die. that I had to practice wanting to live and I had to practice praising myself and saying, you're doing well. It's, it's, it's going to be okay. I had to practice faith. I had to practice being hopeful mm. and I look back at that now. And I just think if I can overcome that, I can overcome anything. Absolutely. And what I think people don't realize is that we think these thoughts are our own. Like, I'm not good enough. I'm afraid of failing. Or or, uh, what if this happens? And why am I even here? I'm not good at anything. We think that those are thoughts that are so unique to us. But if I got everybody in a room and we were all just standing together... And I said, if you've ever felt this way, raise your hand. I can almost guarantee that every single person will raise their hand, at least one of them. And so I love what you say about practicing the opposite of what you're actually feeling, um, Mm -hmm. because there's so many ways to break those habits, but just even the smallest bit of, you know what, I'm just going to practice having more faith today. And that's what I'm going to focus on. And it's shifting those focuses. It's shifting the thought, it's shifting the focus and really lavishing in that. And even if it's a small decision every day, obviously, you know, within you personally, there is something in you that was telling you, but you deserve better, but you deserve more. You're more than this because you wanted to change. Exactly. Did you, did you feel that inside of you? Yes. Right. I'll tell you the the honest truth to that question. There was part of me that wanted to live and there was part of me that wanted to end it. Mm. And the reason why I'm super brutally honest about that is because the ego, the outer self mm-hmm. will say, well, this has how it's always been and this is what it's going to be and nothing's ever going to change. And if nothing's ever going to change, why am I still here? And that's what the ego does. But your real self, your, your powerful self on the inside says this is nonsense this isn't how it's supposed to be and yes. you know you were meant for more and you know you were born for more so what I literally had to do I would be washing the dishes and I would have negative thoughts and before they got out of control I would say the word change out loud to arrest my thought process don't analyze it don't think about it just say the word change mm-hmm. and arrest it so that it doesn't take hold and so I practice saying the word change and I still say the word change for anything negative that I might be feeling or thinking. Yeah. And what you'll find is that it prevents that neural pathway from being built in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, your brain has to build something else. Yes. Your, 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 your thoughts have to go somewhere else. And so, yeah, that's the honest answer to that question. I love it. 
Thank you for sharing so much about yourself. I really, I know our listeners appreciate it too, because they felt this, they felt something like this before too. And so I think it's just amazing that you were able to be so open and honest with us. So I appreciate you doing that. Is that what got you into EFT or how did you transition into starting EFT and using that within your business? Did you use it for yourself first? Well, I wanted to use EFT because I felt at that time that I, and I still feel this way, I guess, that I don't like coaching that just uses words. Okay. I wanted to really practically help artists to shift. Yeah. So what tool could I use? I was thinking to myself, what tool could I use to practically help people to shift? So it's, it's all well and good, uh, an artist coming to me before a show and saying, I am so nervous, I am so nervous, I am so nervous. And me saying, don't be nervous, it's going to be fine. That means nothing in the moment. <laughs> it means absolutely nothing you know, in the moment. I need to tap on them because it's in their body. The nervousness is in their cells. I need to tap it out. Mm -hmm. So that's what attracted um, me to EFT. Mm. What other top tips do you have um, to get these people like stage ready? What else do you do with them? Well, I definitely help them to warm up their voice. Um, but <laughs> one other thing that um Rita said to me this was literally seconds before she went on stage yeah. she was on the side steps of the stage about to go on to perform her own music and she turned to me she was like oh the crowd are a bit they're a bit subdued and I swore I used the f-bomb and I said f the crowd <laughs> this is about you yeah you've wanted since you were a little girl in the mirror with a hairbrush pretending that you were a singer right? You have wanted this moment. So be in it, be mm -hmm. in this moment and relish every opportunity that you have as if this is the gift that you've been wanting for so long. And I would encourage all listeners that every single opportunity that you get, every single post you put out, every single podcast interview, whatever it is that you are doing to forward your business, treat it as if I have always wanted this and it is here. Mm -hmm. And anything that happens after that, any likes, any loves on social media, that's just a bonus. You know, mm -hmm. think to yourself, oh my God, I have wanted this and it's here because you created that and you get to celebrate that in everything that you do. So Absolutely. that's what I Yes. And celebration is so important. I think we just... We forget so often yeah. to freaking celebrate ourselves, to do a happy dance, to give yourself a high five. Yes. <laughs> we forget mm -hmm. to like pat ourselves on the back. And I think it's because mm -hmm. we're so achievement oriented. Um, yes. Do you have some favorite ways that you like to celebrate your clients or yourself? That's a good question. <laughs> well, <laughs> I like to celebrate with food. Yes, and <laughs> my I, kind of lady, <laughs> right? My life kind of centers around food a lot. <laughs> so so funny. I like to go to restaurants, and I like to. If I'm going to drink wine, it's going to be the best wine. You know, mm. I like going out um, with my friends to like a street food festival. I like doing things like that. Yeah, <laughs> kind of just enjoying enjoying your time. I love that. Um, well, why don't you tell us, I mean, whether it's in your life or what you're working on, like what is the most exciting thing that you have going on right now? 
Well, there's two things that I am putting online. I'm hoping that it's going to be live by next week. Awesome. So I am developing the breakthrough program and that is for artists who are aspiring. Mm. You know, they go through every, every anniversary, every new year, every new, every birthday, not doing what it is that they want to do in a job that they really don't like. And they really want to sing. They really want to break through. So I'm developing the breakthrough program for artists like that. And I'm also developing the platinum package for recording artists who are already established and want spiritual alignment. They want spiritual centeredness within this industry. They want to know how to deal with fame from a spiritual perspective. They want to know how to not have vocal issues while they're on the road. And so they have a very unique set of challenges that comes with being in the public eye and the platinum package is what will help them to really, really be centered while they're dealing with that kind of challenge. Yeah. I love that you just said that because I think the fear of fame and the fear of being a major influencer is very active in a lot of people who are either artists or business owners or whatever. Um, do you have any strategies or tips that you would give to someone to um, recognize that it's okay to be an influencer. It's okay to have this fame, that you're powerful enough. I don't know, whatever you would say to someone who is fearful of that, I would love any tips or strategies along those lines. Well, first of all, I find that people get fearful of the future because they've told themselves a story about what it will be like. Mm-hmm. And I would encourage anybody is to actually stay present. You can't, you can't forecast this. You can't future. <laughs> you can't future cast and, right. and say, well, this is what it's going to be like, and I'm going to be scared because of this, and I'm not going to like this. The best thing that you can do is to be present in this moment, and when the fame comes, is to be present in that moment. And whenever you are present, you're able to really feel into your likes and your dislikes. And you're mm-hmm. able to build a team to support you in that. Yes. But your team will be present and centered and balanced because you are. Right. And your team will always be a representative of who you are. So just make sure that whatever you are embodying, it's what you want your team to embody as well. Absolutely. Mm, So good. I was like, as you said that, I was like, I feel like that is something that a lot of people deal with. They're like, oh my God, but if I build my audience and I have all these people looking at me, then, you know, but you're right. We, we create these own, create these stories of the future that may or may not even happen. They might might not even come together. Oh my goodness. Well, this has been so, so much fun. I love connecting with you and hearing your journey and like where you've come from, how you've built this business where you've um, really combined psychology and using your voice and EFT and like mashed it into this beautiful business on your own. Oh my goodness. That is so inspirational. (laughs) Um, Will you just tell everybody where they can find more of you and where they can stalk you some more? Sure. So I'm on all the social media outlets, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Uh, The name is at my vocal therapy. And the website is myvocaltherapy.com. Awesome. Well, I am just so honored and to meet you. And I'm glad that you came on the show. So thank you so much for being a guest today. I know that people are going to just 
re-listen to this episode all the time. That's why I'm just projecting that onto them. They're going to re-listen <laughs> to this over and over again. Because <laughs> they just love it. So um, thank you again so much for coming on. Thanks so much, Brooke. Thanks for having me. Wow. Okay. I know I usually don't come back in at the end, but I just had to come back on because I have some exciting news. But I loved this episode. I love this interview. It was extremely, extremely powerful. And if you are not feeling on fire right now, you need to re-listen to the episode. (laughs) You need to re-listen. But I have some exciting news before we jump into the end of this program. This Thursday, I have a free training and I could not imagine not telling you guys about it. Because I'm going to go over my top five secrets to massive sales. And if you are in a place that you are tired of hearing crickets and hearing no and not making the sale and not attracting your dream clients, this is the perfect free training for you. I will be going over, like I said, my top five secrets. But this is exactly how I went from $0 in my business, just starting out, to 100 k in sales in a year. So the link is in the show notes along with all the ways that you can find Shirley because she's brilliant. But I could not forgive myself if I did not tell you about this amazing, amazing, amazing training that I am going to have on Thursday live. But you have to sign up to save your spot so you can actually receive the Zoom link. The last time I did a training like this, we had over like 200 people sign up. So make sure you grab your spot, save your spot, and I will see you on Thursday. Have a great day, guys. Thank you guys so, so much for spending some time with me on the Fiercely Unstoppable podcast. I am so grateful that you are here and I'm grateful to be in your ears. If you could just take one moment to share this episode on social media, tag me in it, or even with someone personally that you think would love this, that would be absolutely incredible. Also, if you guys are loving this podcast, be sure to share it with me by leaving a review on iTunes and by subscribing to this channel so I can keep the good stuff coming. I cannot wait to connect with you on the next show. In the meantime, get out there and become fiercely unstoppable.